0: you oh. to HBCU Pulse Radio yeah. on Sirius XM, channel 142, HBCU. You're now locked in to HBCU Pulse. We're the number one outlet for HBCU life, talking about everything that's important to our culture. From on-campus issues to politics and what's trending on the yard, we always keep that same energy. Don't touch that dial. You're listening to HBCU Pulse Pulse Radio.
1: What's going on, everybody? This is Randall Barnes, the founder of HBCU Pulse and host of HBCU Pulse Radio in the building for another special edition of the show on today. Well, we're concluding our series of interviews with the College Hill alumni of the OG series. Season 1, Season 2, Season 3, Season 4. We've had Virgin Islands. We've had Virginia State. We've played a snippet of my interview with the Season 2 cast from Langston University, but now we have to give it to the oh college hill season one was filmed at southern university in 2003 that was the start of the whole entire franchise and without college hill southern university you wouldn't have any other edition including college hill celebrity edition which recently just ended its season So I think this is great to end this series of interviews. We have my 2022 conversation with Kenda Andrews, Gabriel Langley and Delano Mitchell from the first season of College Hill at Southern University. We talked about so many different things, including how they found out about College Hill, which at that time was an unknown project, how they felt being on College Hill, The impact of being the first season of College Hill and also how it felt being on reality TV in 2003 before Facebook, before Instagram, before Twitter, before TikTok. They were real reality TV stars, and it really affected their life. So for the rest of the show, you're going to hear my interview with the College Hill Southern University cast. Make sure to follow HBCU Pulse on Instagram and YouTube at HBCU Pulse. Twitter and TikTok, the HBCU Pulse. Make sure to subscribe to HBCU Pulse Radio on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Odyssey, wherever you get your podcasts. And of course, if you want to donate to HBCU Pulse, you can cash up us at dollar sign HBCU Pulse or go to PayPal.me slash HBCU Pulse, any amount is appreciated. All right, let's get to it. My interview with the College Hills Southern University cast, Kenda Andrews, Gabriel Langley, and Delano Mitchell.
0: From the shade room to your news feed, we brag different. You're locked into HBCU posts now trending worldwide.
1: We have history, black media history, black reality tv show history right here in the building we have some members of the cast of college Hill southern university season one i guess that they considered the black real world is that is that true was it the black real world let me i was too young to watch let me know
2: is that the real description of it uh no i don't think it was black i think real world was like like so random we had a purpose so
3: yeah
1: HBCUs always have a purpose. That's one thing for sure. But this is amazing. I want to say, first of all, thank you all for coming on. You know, as we know, College Hill Celebrity Edition is out. So the big thing is that I wanted to to pay respect to the OGs. You know, like y'all are the original reality TV show stars and also y'all the predecessors of this College Hill franchise. So I want to give you all your shine and your light. So I want to go on and start with introductions. So talk to me. Let us know who you are.
0: Hi, everybody. I'm Kenza Andrew Saunders. I'm from the very first seasons in college here geez. Well, OGs. Um, some people knew me by a few nicknames. One of them might have been uh, No Draws, but I wear panties now. So um, I'm a mother of six. I'm married to my college sweetheart. He was actually on the show with me for several cameos. And I'm just so proud of everything we accomplished. It was historic. So happy to see the series living on in a reboot and just so happy to be here today
2: i'm gabriel d.a langley i i don't even know how to follow kindle at this point but <laughs> <laughs> original season of college here i was the uh, frat boy i was in alpha phi alpha and kappa kappa psi at the time Uh, I was a senior and uh, I was just trying to manage everything and just be a positive representation of what HBCU life could be. Uh, And as Kendra said, man, I'm just proud to to be part of this franchise and see what it's doing and where it's going. Glad that they're considering the things that we accomplished as far as pushing media for the HBCU lifestyle. And uh, I just can't wait to see what more there is to offer for us.
3: Mr. Delano Mitchell Holmes, uh, Los Angeles, California, Southern University graduate college Hill season one the cool guy you know, Bra, you know uh just glad to be a part of this man reaching back you know kind of explaining giving giving a little light lifetime experience on campus doing college Hill southern university season one you know we we started this gangster ish so you know <laughs> we gotta let everybody know how we was rocking back then man but it's been a it's been a crazy run these are my loved ones right here my good friends uh almost 20 years now, you know, a lot of times people fall off, you know, like like a bad bag of dope. These my folks, man, like we're not the we weren't the black. We want we the real what we're like, the real uh a different world.
0: Different you know? world.
3: There you go. That's that real. That is real. We want a real sense. different world. Everything, everything that like, you know, growing up L.A., not, you know, have a family in the South. We saw a lot of, I was addicted to school days. I was addicted to a different world. So, you know, HBCUs was always my move. Um, and I always wanted to go to Southern because of the Bayou Classic. So everything that kind of happened in those other shows, we went through that and experienced it in real life. And
1: you know what's so interesting within, you know, just the discussion of HBCU Media it's so crazy just talking about school days, college hill, and even bringing in Drumline and the quad, which I was a big, you know, supporter of, and even now All American Homecoming and now College Hill Celebrity Edition. There's not a lot of media that reflects hbc life, and you know, we saw forays of it into the early 2000s, like with this season of College Hill and Drumline. But I think that that's what makes College Hill so amazing is that it was that look into the real life of hbc yeah. students that you don't really get a chance to see so I want to ask you this how did you find out about College Hill Southern University
0: so I'm actually like the baby of the crew because I was 18 years old and I had just come to college um, had no clue what was happening there literally was a line in the Union and I just you know black people we see a line, we just kind of get in and it must be something free right so lo and behold it was the audition line for College Hill and I went in there and honestly, I was just myself. They asked a lot of questions. And I think when they heard that I was kind of a party girl and when they heard that my father was the Dean of the College of Business, it was like, oh, jackpot. So literally before I was out the door, they offered me a spot on the cast. And of course I took it.
2: My, my experience was a little bit different. I, I was in a band. And so I think we was at band practice one day and uh, I guess the casting crew came into the band and they talked to the band director and then the band director stopped band practice he came out he said hey these tv people want to use one of my fantastic people (laughs) and then he said um they said they wanted to use someone in a fraternity and what bigger fraternity than the marching band as a representation of the university and so he made everybody stop and fill out these these applications and so kind of like everybody else uh kendall and salandria i filled out the application wasn't even really, you know, concerned about the show. I was just like, hey, I gotta do it, so I'm gonna do it anyway, and not even worrying about it. Um, filled it out. We went and finished band practice. They they came out with cameras and filmed the band when we were rehearsing. A couple of days, maybe weeks passed, and then I got a phone call at about 2 a.m. It was, I guess, one of the producers they was like, Hey, are you Gabriel such and such? I was like, Yes. They was like, and you're you're alpha. I was like, Yes, and you're in the band. I was like, Yeah, who is this? And they was like, oh, I'm sorry, well, this is such and such uh, from the uh, TV show that we we're trying to cast, and um, we want to invite you to be on the spot. I was like, "I well, it's 2 a.m., I'm asleep, so can I think about it and call you in the morning? <laughs> and so I snapped on it, and then um, they called me back next day. It was like, hey, we need an answer. I was like, okay, well, fine, I'll go ahead and do it. And I later found out that they actually called someone else thinking that that person was me and offered them a, a spot on the show, and it wound up being a good friend of mine's. And later on, we fell off because they had to call and tell him that they made a the mistake that he wasn't oh me. Oh my
3: God.
2: <laughs> what? Yeah, so um, I, I haven't talked to him. I, I see him around, I saw him around LA a couple of times, and we kind of said what's up to each other and so forth, but our, our, our friendship never never was the same after I never heard that story. I mean, it's it's not public knowledge, but I thought it'd be funny to share right now. But yeah, oh, is not, it's not only funny, it's an exclusive.
0: It's all right. <laughs> up
1: in here. Hey oh. man, listen, we getting all the exclusive. I feel like woes right now, I feel like champs for basketball right now. We getting the real information. So College Hill to a point, not only was it to come up for you, it also I think sort of exposed people because if you know they're they're calling someone and and they think they're you and then you upset because it wasn't you why you ain't happy for me It was not right. sound like me i'm just saying and I, listen you don't got to say nothing all right i'm just gonna say that be happy for my blessing like come on man right. what's going on you know what i'm saying because your blessing on the way if you if you have it for my blessing your blessing gonna come on behalf for you all right i'm just saying
2: all and right I'm, I'm gonna say this on, on probably why they was really mad they are from their la native and uh, i think that you know this may have been one of those things that they felt was going to catapult their entertainment career and i felt bad for them i did but i was just like at the time they was talking about tossing us a little money and i was like yo i'm a broke college student, so <laughs> i'm not gonna turn this down but hey it is what it is bro Right.
1: no I'm, and and honestly like that makes sense and like i said everybody's journey is different, that's one thing everybody has to understand. Like, your blessing might not be this, you know what I'm saying, but it but your blessing, you can't get the work in the grind, people gonna see you, you know what I'm saying. So, that's I wasn't expecting to hear that now. That's different, but Mr. Delano. So, talk to me, sir. So, how did you find out about College Hill? Uh,
2: sidebar, Gabe, did you say they was hating because you made it on College Hill? They did hey, hey, bro <laughs> I'm I'm gonna have to call you later and really give you the scoop. I'm not yeah, gonna you gotta tell you me about that one, right bro. here, man. But yeah, it was it was a little salty, man. And it was it was it was one of those people that you was like, yo, we 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 way better than this,
0: bro. Uh, fake friends. They got fake friends out
2: there. I
3: gotta figure out who this clown is. Anyway,
0: give us uh, the next who was back it? to the
3: question. The question nah, was, how did I find out? So I was I was in the journal, uh, the broadcast department, and you know one of the professors were telling us about it. So of course, you know, we always hear about stuff on campus that's coming up and some of it happens, some of it doesn't. So again, I went to the union like everybody else and you know, saw the lines and the application was like 20 pages, bro. Like a real, I don't know if you ever bought a car but uh, it was like buying the Mustang. I mean, like it was, they wanted all your information but I filled out the first two pages, like first two pages and just wrote some just wildness on the other pages, just across the page, F that, hook, hook me up. I'm on, I'm the guy, whatever, and turned it in. During the interview process, they were interviewing people and asking, like, who's this person on campus? Who's the the funny guy? Who's the loud guy? Who's the pop, you know what I'm saying? So my name came up a few times, and once they saw the application, they brought me in, and Tracy Edwards was like, I heard a lot about you. Tracy was like, um you know, the, the producer of the show. So I was like, yeah, all that's cool, Tracy, but I got a ball to pick with Kenny. She's like, excuse me? I'm like, yeah. I'm like, what What baby face that man? She's like, what are you talking about? I said, man, it was about 83, 84. We was in LA hooping. And you know, you know, I knew he was doing this thing with his brothers and he was like, hey bro, I'm about to go solo, but I need a name. I'm like, you know, so I was like, well, what you gonna go with? He was like, they gonna call me Smooth Groove. I was like, that's whack. I mean, you, you can do way better than that, you know what I'm saying? you. You got the nice hair, you fair skinned, you got the baby face, you know? He was like, that's it. I'm like, what? I'm like, nice hair? He was like, nah. I said, you gonna call yourself fair skinned? He was like, no, baby face. He went with baby face. I said, man, three months later, whoopa pill came out. I ain't heard from him since.
0: <laughs>
3: she was like, oh my God, he never told me that. So now everybody in the room looking at her like, it's a 19 year old kid talking about how he gave baby face his name 20 some years ago. And she didn't catch on. So once she finally caught on, she's like, "Oh my God, you're on the show!" And that was, that was the start of it. From smooth groove to baby's face, he still ain't paid me. He gave us a watch though. He gave us, he gave us really nice watches. Listen,
1: I, I, we talking about babies. I know you see my. I need to see my face. Like I, I am over here trying to hold it. Some of my laughter crept out. I was like, "Man, you good?" No, Robin, what did say? First and foremost, you good? All right. that's
2: the guy's story? How does the guy's story? Do they remember in the application where it said draw a picture of yourself? No. <laughs> <laughs> okay. It doesn't matter. What did That's you draw? I, I drew. I drew myself with a giant afro with a big afro pick in it. That's the only reason I remember it because kind of like what you said. How you just like like just did whatever in the app. I did like just some stupid shit in the app and I drew the stupid ass picture of myself and then <laughs> turned that shit in. Bro, they was asking way too many questions bro. was way like too many questions, bro. Um,
1: they asked y'all to draw yourselves. Okay, wait, okay, listen. <laughs> I was, I
3: <laughs> hey, it was <laughs> their first time too, bro.
1: It was a
2: first time too. Yeah.
1: We're doing audible wait. we gonna have a question about the questions.
3: So, what was in the application?
1: What are the questions? Do y'all do
3: y'all remember? Height, weight, you know, favorite things to do favorite you know,
2: it bro, that was so long ago i don't remember yeah, it, was just, it was just it was just random stuff man I don't
3: remember my job application I, I don't know it was just it was a lot
2: but it sounds know, it like, like who's
3: this person on campus uh you know it was, it was just crazy we like but we had no idea what we were doing none so you gotta imagine this out of the blue 20 pages you just like all right uh just you know write whatever comes of mind Maybe if we would've took, took it more serious, it would've been a different outcome, but that would've been as genuine. Like the fact that we BS'd our way on the application to television, you know what I mean? It was wild. I, I'm
1: almost speechless here. Cause because, like, it sounds like, like you were applying to be a boxer. Okay. It, 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 it sounds like a preschool application. It sounds like a couple different things. I'm like, wait a minute, what? But listen, I salute the hustle, all right? Listen, a part of history, I salute the hustle, all right? So check this out. So for me, I was born, like I said, I was born in 1996, all right? So my recollection of College Hill probably goes to 07, which is really, like, I didn't know about the first couple of seasons of College Hill, but I was channel surfing, and I vividly remember watching some of Virgin Islands, but I didn't really know what I was watching. You got to understand. Teen Titans was my theme back in the day. You know, Power Rangers was my theme back in the day. So I didn't know about none of this other stuff. Although I did like different words. I did like different words back in the day. I, I, I was an old soul. But I need y'all to let me know about some moments that are just amazing that you would like to share the audience about your experience filming College Hill Southern University. Because as of right now, it is, for what I understand, I'm quoting Ray, those episodes are locked in a vault at Southern University. Literally,
3: like we, literally like literal vault, Like we, we used <laughs> have a real you have a real Jaguar on campus, right? Lacoma. Now, I think they I think they put the Southern Hill tapes in there in his little equestrian uh, his little habitat.
1: Is, yeah. is it guarded? is it guarded? Like Is there guards by it? Because I want to
3: like... <laughs> it might be wrong, no, though. It's like, I don't know, this is weird. Yeah. I, I, I can tell you you got you got two, you got two I'm church mothers there, for you, right so i i have some memories like you know I, I remember again being online you know hanging with my good friends all night sneaking in about three four in the morning then five o'clock one morning the lights just come on and i just see army fatigues right
0: oh my god so i'm like
3: oh what's going on they didn't follow me to the crib and they is everybody yelling so we halfway woke jay why well, i'm like Gabe was my roommate, so I'm like, Gabe, hey, what's going on? I look up, it's the, it's the uh, what's they call, bro? Uh, uh the recorder Corps, TC. So they want to teach us a lesson because we didn't do something we were supposed to do. Man, they got us outside at 4.35 in the morning. I got on FUBU sweats. You know, we doing push-ups, sit-ups, ROTC style. You know, it's foggy, it's cold. I'm like, wait, no, I ain't signed up for this part. This wasn't the application, bro. So then they bring out a tree. A tree? A tree, bro, like a 12-15-foot yeah, tree, and tell us to pick it up on our shoulders and we gotta run. I'm like, bro, first of all, I'm not in the military. I ain't nothing military about me. I like I didn't come in for that. We run it on campus, bro, in the middle of the night, five o'clock in the morning with a with a with a log. So we all supposed to be carrying this log, right? Kim oh. is four seven. I was gonna say that, bro. The laundry might be five, one Veronica <laughs> might be five, two. So it's me and J Y and Kevin Mack carrying this heavy ass log, bro.
2: Hey bro, they had they had me and Delano and on one log on the front and back, and then they had Kevin Mack and Jabari on the other one. So and they not having they have no chemistry, bro. There's like this like a size eight
3: and a half or the size fifteen. They not so bro. Kevin, they cursing each other out. Jabari, like, yeah, you know, he, he all this. I'm gonna pause for a second. We have to find Jabari or we have to. Get the original episodes on air somehow so the world could see Jabari. Like, oh, man, bro. This brother was a genius, man. Like a real genius from Chicago. And he was so left field that people didn't understand it. We understood it because we had to deal with it, but it took us a
2: minute. Jabari was a man, but that was one of the craziest. Hey, it's, it's funny you brought that up, bro. I still got a scar on my shoulder from that long 20 years later. What? Now I, I just go. remember Kendra jumping up, just hitting the log, like talking
3: like I
2: had just walked in from the club.
0: I was
3: drunk, I was
2: completely wasted. Well I was drunk, completely wasted trying to carry that log and do push-ups and jumping jacks, man. That was horrible.
0: But what okay. I remember is Nina and I were not there. I feel like I had stayed over at oh. my boyfriend's and came back and I had missed it, and they made us like clean the bathroom with the toothbrushes.
3: Oh, yeah, you're right,
0: Yeah. 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 Kinder was
3: not having that.
0: And that was the oh. worst, because we didn't attend to this group meeting, this building, this team building exercise. So our punishment for missing the log carrying was Nina and I had to scrub the bathroom floor with a toothbrush.
3: And you can tell, you know, Kinder kind of sound like Willie Gilbert, right? Like, you know, Kinder's Kendra, our little Southern Belle. So imagine her oh. and Nina Miss America scrubbing <laughs> toilets with toothbrushes. Big, I'm talking about big toilets. I know big toilet. toilets. Hey,
0: big <laughs> toilets. Used. Yeah, big that,
2: toilet. was
0: that was terrible. That
2: was terrible. Yeah, used toilets. Yeah, and then we came back and they had took the TV out of the suite. Yeah, like we
3: like. Come on, man, of <laughs> You got to tell them about the night of the premiere. <laughs>
0: That was crazy. The night that the show premiered, you know, they had dubbed me as no draws at this point. And it was madness all through oh. Baton Rouge on the radio. They were like, Kenda, if you're out there, you know, call us, call the us. Man. We'll, we'll, we'll give you shelter. We get back to campus. We had a watch party. When we get back to campus, there's a riot going on in the back in the of front. campus where all the dormitories are. And when I pull up to my dorm, I drive this, like, drop-top Mustang or whatever. I put the top up because people were, like, looking in. They rush the car, and they start shaking the car from side to side while I'm sitting in it. And I didn't know what to do except sit there and wave at everybody. And, I mean, they were throwing trash cans. They were lighting stuff on fire. It was like, you know, it looked like a riot, literally like a riot.
3: We went went from school days to do the right thing. Yeah, it was crazy.
0: (laughs) And it was to the point where I had to have an escort on campus because I couldn't walk from, like, the dorm to my classrooms. I pretty much flunked that whole semester because I couldn't go to class.
1: So I I, got to, you know, spotlight you with that. So you were a freshman coming into this experience, right? You were a freshman. Right. True freshman. freshman. A true freshman. So talk to us about your experience being a freshman, being on a vehicle such as college. Like, how was that?
0: You know, it was really crazy because I feel like I was not prepared for this. You know, I had literally just left high school and I'm on a campus. I, I'm not even like settled into my dormitory yet. And they tell us we're moving into this, you know, this dorm suite together. All of us. I wasn't able to really make friends because, you know, all people knew was whispers like, oh, that's that girl. This is the girl who they're filming. You know, like you have a camera following you around when you're a brand new student, it's a little unorthodox. So I didn't really get to like develop a, a strong friendship network except once the show came out then everybody want to be your friend everybody wants sleep with you you know just all this stuff just because you were on tv so for me i guess like my husband was the first guy i met before we started filming and we clicked so for me it was always like okay well i know he's really here because of me because he was here before the cameras but after that i always kind of looked at people like a little differently like are you being my friend because you want to be my friend or because we were on a reality show.
1: So as far as like the social side of being on a show such as College Hill when you're coming into college. So one thing that we speak a lot about now is about mental health. What where, where were you at mentally through all of this? Cause being a freshman, you're, you're straight out of high school and then you're thrusted onto BET. So where were you at mentally?
0: It was, I don't know. It was probably a dark time because, I didn't feel like I had access to, you know, anyone that really could help me through that. You know, um, we were on campus and it was like, you know, everybody wants you to do stuff for ratings or people are in your ear telling you, oh, do this, you know, "Uh, sleep with Jabari or, you know, people were trying to get you to do stuff for ratings, but you're really a real life 18 year old who's never done college before. So I guess I would I would think that my sister and my mom were probably the, you know, people that I could go to and talk to and that were always going to be there for me. And they kept me in check, but I had to grow. Like mentally, it was a lot on me. It was like willpower. Like, you're going to do this. You're going to finish school. Cause I mean, I wanted to drop out several times, you know, I got pregnant. Um, The idea of going back was like embarrassing. Almost people just expected you to like, blow up after this show and not have to actually be in school so i had to do a lot of like soul searching i had to spend a lot of time with myself and like reevaluating what i wanted in life and learning that whatever happened i was going to be okay because those were going to be the choices that i made and not what people expected of me
1: wow i I think that that's powerful and this segues into a question i have for you all and i'm going to start with you gabriel so in general, the impact of the show on your lives. So y'all had amazing moments. Now, I don't know if I can count the log situation as an amazing moment on, on the show. I, I don't think I could count that, but it seems as if you all had an amazing experience on the show, but in general, what was life like after filming or even when the cameras weren't on you when you were walking the campus, what was life like for you?
2: I mean, it changed. Man. Um... As I said, I was a senior, so I had three years under my belt at Southern University. I kind of made my own um, path, I guess, to social acceptance and popularity to whatever extent I had. I had already pledged Alpha Phi Alpha and KK Psi, so I'd already kind of established myself in the social network of the university. So when College Hill came on, it kind of catapulted everything into a whole nother light. I was not just, you know, J-Y that's the, you know, the guy in band or the alpha. I was J-Y, the guy that's in band that's an alpha that was on College Hill. So now um, people from other universities that are alphas and in KK side, they're calling people that knew people to get my phone number just so we can talk on the phone or I can talk to this person. And so it, it really started to expand my network of people, the people that I talk with, uh, the exposure to other things, other opportunities as far as entertainment. And for me, ultimately, it inspired the entertainment aspect of my life again. Um, I was a childhood actor uh, that I had put that aside, you know, at the point where I was like, you know, I'm gonna go to med school, I'm gonna, I'm gonna do this, I'm gonna do that, I'm just gonna have a professional career in life. But after College Hill, it, it showed me that it's okay to dream or to aspire to be in this world of entertainment. It's not so far-fetched anymore if that's what you really wanted to do. And so I actually, I dropped everything and I pursued it. Uh, I took a couple more years from that. I moved back to Dallas, uh, took care of some family business and then I moved to Los Angeles and I lived in Los Angeles for a little over 10 years. Uh, Played music, performed music, traveled tour on trumpet, I uh, did a lot of acting, this movies and things like that, and I really enjoyed that aspect of my life, and I really wouldn't change it for nothing in the world. And eventually, I found out that if I would have took the path of going into a professional career of medicine, I probably would have ultimately ended up walking away from it because it just really wasn't what I wanted to do in life. So college healing for me, I I think it gave me a direction, and um, it gave me the opportunity to, to accept a part of myself that I really was trying to dumb down or put away and just kind of go with the social norm of hey you need to be a lawyer you need to be a doctor you need to be this versus you know accepting that you have a passion for something else and it's okay to shoot for that passion or go for that dream and whether you succeed big or succeed small it's okay because as long as you're happy with the decision that you made Nothing else
1: matters. I don't know a lot about College Hill Southern, but I want to say it's not my fault that I'm ignorant because once again, I could not watch the show because it's locked in a vault. And Gabriel said church mothers were guarding it with their prayers, you know, and in, in the hats. All yeah. right. So he so, saw, you know, I wasn't able, I wasn't able to see it, so I wasn't able to get to give get any background information. But one thing that I saw, a few, like a few years ago. Uh, I saw a clip of College Hill, it was a trailer, and I saw one specific storyline that was spotlighted about a white SGA president. And I think that that was spotlighted in some of the episodes. So I want you all to give me a verbal history of that because that is interesting.
3: Listen, bro, first of all, uh, Wayne, Uncle Buck Hayden. Yeah. Uh, uh, Buck was in the band with JY. Buck was a. Uh, he got his name from Uncle Buck, the character that John Candy played. So that that can kind of physically put you in the mindset of what he looked like. But Buck was the blackest <laughs> white boy I had ever met at to that point. Um <laughs> like Buck has a married African American, has a black son, like his brothers are gangsters. like these some of these folks, they was like characters, but they were genuinely, they were authentic people, right? They weren't faking the funk and yeah, like Buck just wanted to be the SJ president. So we like, we can get you in there, man. So yeah. it was, it was nice that myself, Buck and Mr. Hanky, yeah, like I said, we were the cabinet members. So we just, we'd sit there and try to figure out ways, you know, folks were spending five, six grand on their campaigns in college, like families really, Pitching oh, it in it like, yeah. You know, put together these packets to pass out and big, big flyers and banisters. Man, we went to Walmart, got white sheets, black spray paint, uh, cardboard signs, sticks. We had second lines that made it look like the Fight the Power video every three days. Like, so the whole we got a big second line. Yeah. The band, you got hundreds of students. We got to fight the power sticks. We got vote for Wayne Hayden. We giving out Kool-Aid uh popsicles and condoms, man. Pencils what? and scantrons. That was our whole that was our whole campaign. That was our platform. Condoms, Kool-Aid, scantrons nope. and pencils, man. And, Buck did it, bro. He won. Wow. And you know, we just that, that that was you gotta think, that was another time in life that all this was going on at the same time. So we got the we got the first white uh SGA president of the Storic Black College. You know, I'm 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 in the mix of that. We we still filming College Hill. Um uh, it was just a lot going on, bro. It was just a lot going on and it was crazy. Like Buck is, like I say, till this day is a good friend of mine. And we, we often look back and like, we, we was in charge of all of the finances. We had to make sure, you know, like, um like we, uh, the, the concerts for Homecoming and Spring Fest and all the student activities, basically. We, we were responsible for making sure, you know, that that was popping and we, I, you know, Looking back, we did a great job, man. I think we did a good job. But as far as fun,
2: that's why I go back and say, man, like I hear everybody's college experience. It, it don't add up. But we didn't know what we was doing it for. He was just like, hey, man, I want to know if y'all would come and uh, play through campus. Now, just to give you an insight, Southern University, there's a front of campus, and there's a river that kind of goes through it. And then there's called the back of the campus. The back of campus is more of the down to earth uh, type of students, uh, and in good- of
0: campus was the honors students, <laughs>
2: <laughs> Honors dorms and athletes. Yeah, so, uh, back at campus, I mean, we cranked up this second line band and we started marching and in fine Louisiana style, everybody and they mama at 10 o'clock at night comes rushing out of their dorms in pajamas and literally lights the campus on fire the like power video man and it was a party till midnight with this second line band and like he said man they had some homemade um campaign paraphernalia out there just doing it guerrilla style but well, we and had five hundred dollars five hundred dollars hey, was our budget and like you said man uh buck is he's one of the most genuine people you'll ever talk to ever meet he's uh, during that campaign after the campaign as SGA president he was he truly truly had the heart intent of the people of the student body uh but he was he was about having a good time man Ooh. and that's what he kicked that campaign off where was man we go do this but we gonna have a good time while we doing it and it's probably one of the most memorable and most talked about because i can't tell you how many times i heard people say man how y'all let this white boy come in and and be an sga president it's just like i mean he was good for the people you know he, he was honest he he wanted to do right why not give him an opportunity just because it's an hbcu you know so at the end it was very controversial but at the same time man it was you know history made for the university and it was a great person that was able to make that issue
0: and i can segue on that because that was my first year on a college campus and i'm like oh my god yes black power hbcu and my first sga president is this big old white boy and i'm like what this don't even add up what's going on and then i met him and i'm like Oh, I understand it now. I get like,
3: it. <laughs>
0: if you, you honestly, HB, you post, y'all need to interview Uncle Buck and tell him I sent you because it's amazing, hilarious. Yeah, he, I recommend they, that book. But... Trying to make a movie about the entire thing, kind of like Bruce Jenner was Bruce Jenner and they did The Great White Tiger because you know he was playing the white quarterback at Gramlin. Mm-hmm. They could have made a movie about Uncle Buck as oh, The Great Jaguar because I mean, he was really down. He was for the people, and I mean, if it was gonna be the best person for the job, that's what he was—white or black, yeah. he was. Don't get it person.
3: twisted. Buck was, Buck was Caucasian, but he was a minority. He Italian. Yeah, like don't—he wasn't. He, I'm telling you, man. He, Buck, Buck was in, the, Buck was in the trenches, bro. Like he was, he was willing to any any black issue. And, and, and you know, the, the whole purpose of HBCUs, we, we kinda, I, I used to hear that all the time, man, how y'all got the white, like J.Y. said, man, how y'all got the white boys as the SGA president? Well, that just showed you the growth of the mindsets of the young black people at Southern. Like, we saw what Nobody else can see in the person, opposed to the skin tone. You know what I mean? Like soul is soul, bro. Yeah, yeah. You know, like a genuine person is just, is just that. A genuine person, no matter where he come from. With like, go to Buck House. Buck, man, I'm talking like I I rocked with that dude. Like Buck was from the streets, you know, a ghetto boy, and at the time. That that that's who represented Southern University. And like I said, we, we traveled all across the country, man. And, and it was always the same thing. Upon first meeting him, they like, oh, you know, what's the what's what's the gimmick? <laughs> After hanging with him. Oh, I
2: get it. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. We
0: had I, some I, good I, day presidents. We had David Banner too, right?
2: Yeah. <laughs> Funny story about David Banner, he's actually the only SGA pre, uh, president that was able to get a beer truck license to come on campus for spring fest wow. oh my you god he also has the national guards
3: on top of the union with the snipers hey <laughs> <What>? <laughs> hey
2: david battle has been a wild boy so southern yeah.
3: university brother let me tell you something i'm i'm i'm, I'm pro hbcu it ain't nothing like their yard man it ain't nothing <laughs> like it bro a and t they get out they they get out of there. I will, I will. Fam, you too, I gotta to get the family, fam, fam, they You they get out of that fam. Get that out of fam. Rambling this bus, you know, third home, baby. J-State for Southern Universities.
0: <laughs> None like
1: On the point about Uncle Buck, the white SGA president, I think that at HBCUs, we sort of have this duality of representing for our culture and safeguarding black spaces. But in leadership and me being an SGA, I, I can say this, is that we have to look at who's the right person for the job. you know? And I think that that's the problem that oftentimes within leadership that we miss is that we don't put the right person for the job. Sometimes, especially in SGA, we pick the person that we think looks the best in the position or the person that we think is the coolest. And even yep. now to this day, that's the problem. So if Uncle Buck was good for Southern University, that's cool with me. You know what I mean? And and I think that's the thing that we have to understand. Who's the right person for the position? So I want to ask y'all, so it's such a dual team when it comes to HBCUs because you never know who you're in the dorm with. You never know who you're in an organization with. You never know who you, you'll meet on campus, especially a school such as Southern. So you had Mr. Hanky Corey, that was on the yard with y'all. So tell me about your experience with him. I'm going to start with you, Gabriel, because y'all was
2: in the band together. So tell me about your experience with Mr. Hanky. Man, my experience with Hanky was horrible. <laughs> <laughs> Say, man. Hanky gave me my crab name. Mm. Uh, so uh, on the yard, everybody knows me by Junkyard and the abbreviation JY. But um, I'm 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 gonna actually put this out there because a lot of people don't know this. But Hanky, um, when we was marching to the to the field one day and we were playing, and uh, he turned around and as a, as a freshman, we, we got, we got, we got the grunt of all the work. So at this point I'm exhausted. I'm trying to play and he turns around. He said, man, you sound like trash. You just need to burn your trumpet. You need to go and put your trumpet in a trash compact. You are just junk. And from that point on, everybody started calling me junk you <laughs> <laughs> And I, I, I hated the ideal of it because I was I came in Southern University on a scholarship, a a jazz scholarship. And so here it is someone, I I gained a lot of awards playing trumpet. I got a scholarship playing trumpet. I'm the furthest thing from junk, yet everybody is calling me junk. And so (laughs) my initial meeting with Hanky was the worst because I actually hated the fact that he gave me that name. Uh, But down the years, he became one of of my closest allies uh, on campus being in the music industry, being an entertainer. Uh, I remember when he brought a, a, a group to the to the campus to perform. And uh, I, I got a chance to work with them, man. And so I, 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 I've been able to watch Hanky from a personal perspective of his growth, from being in a trumpet player in the band, to being uh, the guy that cut CDs on campus to the guy that cut and mixed all the um the stage performances for the greek shows and the concerts to being this super producer and it's i have absolutely nothing to do with his success but i am so proud to know hanky and everything that he's accomplished man and um i man every chance i get man i shoot him a message here and there just cheering him on man tell him how proud i am of him and man to see like i think i just got a message that he's now a best-selling author I think you mentioned the book earlier, uh, something about the yeah. HBCU. Yeah. So the, the book
1: is the HBCU Experience Movement is the second edition about the HBCU. The
2: second edition. It's, it's a bestseller on Amazon. If you got it, uh, go check it out. I'm going to go and look it up. But, man, just seeing this, this guy just day, day in, day out, he is hustling. He is doing his thing, man. He is constantly moving forward. And everything he has coming towards him, man, he's definitely earned it. So, man, shout out to him all day, all day, man. He's a good dude.
1: The, the so you he would you put him in you know the conversation about you know the SJ president Uncle Buck. So what's your what's your experience briefly with Mr. Hanky?
3: Uh I mean Hank hung out every day at one point. Like so again, I, I, I was I was a rapper and Hank was a super producer even back then, like to this day. I I could go back to like my emails and I have some of these some of the original beats that he's going gone on. To, to 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 make platinum award winning songs with I got him in my I got him in my email like oh I'm tripping. I should have I should have did this California song a long time ago you know but <laughs> we would like we we used to be in a room all all night bro just making beats rapping like I say uh he, he was he was my he was the go to DJ on campus and we would always have freestyle contests. And I would just always know what song to drop, what beat to drop, when to put the little drops in, when to take the beat out. So it's almost like we are cheating. And, you know, like one thing about Hank, he never changed up. Uh, he was here for the I – mean, I live in L.A. He was here for the BET Awards. We hung out. And whenever I'm in Atlanta, we hang out. Homecoming, we always try to, you know, catch a – at least catch a brunch on Sundays after we – told the yard up on, you know, Friday and Saturday. But Hank, a stand-up cat, always been the homie. You know, always been a, like I said, a straightforward brother. I got some Hanky stories too, but we gonna gonna keep doing it myself.
1: <laughs> All, right. All right, so, so, Ken, you you have any, any you know, stories with Mr. Hanky? Because you were a freshman, so you know? Right, you know?
0: Well, I was a freshman, but, so, Lano was a rapper. And Lano actually took me under his wings a little bit. Do you remember when you wrote a rap for me, Leno?
3: <laughs> <laughs>
0: and I remember you took me to Hanky's dorm one night. He he lived in the front, though, was he like in yeah, he,
2: Whitehall? Well, in Whitehall,
0: and it was his whole dorm was like a studio, right? Whole
2: studio setup.
0: His dorm was a studio, and like y'all would go in the closet and put, like, stuff on the wall, like something. And I remember being so nervous because I knew Leno was like. Established rapper on campus, and Hanky was like this producer, and Leno wrote me a rap, and it was like, "You want to question what a pimp do, bitch? I pimp you. Walk like a mad coat glide like my ice do. Four eleven, but the stilettos, yeah, I'm fine too. Don't let. How did it go, Leno?
1: There's <laughs> no way you remember that. Well, yeah. how do you remember? Like you got a great
3: memory.
0: Me spin, rap,
3: That's that sounded like Biggie was writing for Kim. I remember
0: being like too nervous.
3: Yeah. You know? Well, you sound like Biggie was writing for Kim, you said <laughs> it sound like Biggie was writing for Kim, man. You know? no, it really
1: was. He
0: was my
1: ghost. Lena was my ghostwriter. Oh my god. Man, that was those some bars though. You was you was writing some some bars. Wait a minute. I
3: don't rap no more like too much. Like, I, I still I still dabble a little bit, but I was sick, of, I was the sickies at one point in
1: so. time. I figured that you know it's just dope because at an HBCU, you never know who you're speaking to. You never know who you're in class with. You never know who you're in SGA with. And for Mr. Hankey to have twerkulator, Smile, he has a new song with Usher and the City Girls. I just think that that is really dope. And
3: that's, I think- oh, Living cool. my best life. Uh, best? Oh, don't forget our best California. life. Bro. Yo,
1: I get to go on and on about really the songs, but- yeah, We could do this all day, but hey. For sure,
3: like just straight up bangers,
1: and hey, also
2: wobble, man. The wobble is a is a showstopper, man. You drop that in the club, and everybody's going at it. Uh, and, and, it we,
3: and we and we still go half on the bottle to this day.
0: To <laughs> this day, to <laughs> <laughs> I kept walking right amongst <laughs> the He's making
3: all the money. We'll still go ahead. Hank, well, listen, Hank don't pay for nothing in Atlanta. Nothing. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> if you go hang with Hank in Atlanta, you got to first of all, you got to get up around nine and you're gonna go to seven clubs before the night over with
1: wow that's dope hey listen that's pull you know that's that pull you get at an hbcu when well, you popping on the yard man but I, I i rock with it i just really think that that's dope that y'all you know y'all rock when y'all were on, on campus and that all that was going on in this generation of southern universe like yo, yeah y'all was popping so i want to talk to you guys really quickly about just the legacy of this show because like we all said like you are the first black reality show and with that came a lot of perks and it came, you know, a lot of struggles to triumph and also a very interesting social experience for what I've been hearing. But in general now with the with the celebrity edition out now, with Ray J and Nene and Big Freedia and the crew, like what do you think the legacy is of the show in HBCU history and really even just in TV history?
0: I think the legacy of College Hill sure. is that it was the first of its kind and it showed people what it really was like to be at an HBCU because personally I know a lot of people wanted to know why did I go to southern why would I go to an HBCU they were like you're intelligent you speak well you should go to a PWI and to me it was ludicrous but this was our opportunity to show the world what we were made of and i believe the legacy speaks for itself you know enrollment skyrocketed you know people wanted to be there you know they saw the trials and the triumphs and i think it humanized us and normalized us. Because let me tell you, I had white friends that were watching this too. And I think for them to see a whole cast of Black people in real life, you know, and it's not scripted and seeing like, wow, you guys have these emotions. It was like, they got to be a fly on the wall. They got to have a seat at the table for that episode in that moment. And I think that 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 was wonderful information for them to be able to get.
2: I think the legacy of the show is exactly what Kendall said. we, at the time, we didn't really realize what we were, um, uh, like the potential of what we were actually doing. We we were, you know, we was all young. We were um, a part of this 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 TV show, you know, this cam camera filming crew following us around campus. We knew that it was something, but what it was at the time, we were just we were just college students. That just so happened to have cameras following us and we got a chance to kind of do a couple different activities throughout the process but once the show actually dropped once the impact actually happened we realized that you know yeah in fact we had made history not by just being the all black cast on the first all black cast reality tv show but by exposing the greatness that hbcus actually had to offer and i think the legacy of college hill is just that it needs to continue to expose the greatness that each one of these HBCUs have to offer not just Southern University uh not just TSU um but you know even the smaller ones Lincoln University Paul Quinn uh um your Morris Brown's even though it's it, it's it's a little bit bigger and it's in Atlanta but it still needs the support and energy of the community to understand that you can get quality education, you get a quality experience from an HBCU. And one thing that you said earlier that I 100% agree with and I I often tell people, you don't always go to college for the education and a diploma. Sometimes you go to college to figure out who you really are. And that's, I think, ultimately what College Hill did for all of us. It allowed us to look, look at ourselves from a televised perspective and we got a chance to really see who we were on this show, edited or not edited, but the essence of who we are and really dive into our personal growth and determine where we wanted to go in life with what we did and what we accomplished with College Shield. So, yeah, continued cheers to that.
3: It almost mirrors the legacy of HBCUs, period. Predominantly, you know, white universities have always been there and the HBCUs created the opportunity for the have-nots, right? For those that might not have gotten it, if it wasn't uh, for the the different various HBCUs. Uh, I'm a proud graduate of a Black college, historically Black college, and I take that with me every day, you know? Um, In Los Angeles, a lot of kids don't know about HBCUs, didn't didn't have an idea of what it was or what what they stood for. Um College Hill opened a lot of people's eyes, man. And being one of the originators of you know of the show, whatever draws you to higher education is what get you there. A lot of people, like we used to ask, like it used to be, girls on campus, like, "Why you came to Southern?" Oh, because Lano. not you know, like literally. The, he was he was funny, he was cool, we wanted to meet him. Or, you know, our 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 enrollment went up tenfold the semester after college film premiered. You know, it, it's just the, the legacy lies in the experience. You know, I was able to meet a lot of a lot of great people, you know, network with a lot of people, further my career, start my career, pledged Omega, probated on national television. It it was a lot of first. So the legacy lies in the in the first, the first to do. You know, the first to highlight this real black college living, unscripted, uh, not really knowing what we would get out of it. Just we were all dreamers, bro. And as as a people, we all have a, ambitions and and, and and dreams and goals that we wanna attain and accomplish and The bad college gives us just as good of a chance as any other school does. Uh, Southern University was the perfect fit for me, I believe. I might not have made it at any other school just for being the person I was and the things I I was into. But I thank God for Southern University. Uh, I appreciate BET, College Hill, Tracy Evans for the opportunity to properly expose us like we could have they they could have you know everybody has a everybody has a, a a sob story or a horror story or things that went in, went on in different productions. We don't really have that as much, you know. We 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 were all able to kind of you know move on and be successful in life, and that that's all attested to the people that we're around, the friendships that we were able to create, the bonds we kept and the love and education we got from the yard, man. I really appreciate you all for coming on, because this this
1: is history, like, I I think that it's important for us as HBCU outlets to tell the history of what's going on at our institutions, but especially the media side of it. So I want to just really quickly, before we go, I want to know, you know, where can we follow you on social media and also how we can support you?
0: This was so much fun. Thank you so much for having us. You can find me and my family on social media at that Love T-H-A-T-K-I-N-D-A-L-U-V, love. Also, we have an episode of House Hunters that's out right now, and I'm working on a children's book. So hopefully you can see a lot more of us very soon.
2: You can find me on all social media outlets, Gabriel D.A. Langley, or I am Gabriel D A. I think Facebook is the only one that's Gabriel D.A. Langley. Everything else, Um, Instagram, uh, Twitter, and uh, I just got on TikTok. I I don't know what I'm doing on TikTok. But it is I am Gabriel DA, but I'm I'm trying to figure it out. Um, You can check me out on all those social media platforms. Currently, I have a a business management firm and uh, I support small businesses and larger businesses in getting government contracts and managing their businesses. Uh, One of my biggest platforms is Uh, FUBU Mobile, which is a mobile division of the FUBU clothing brand. Uh, And so, yeah, just check us out. You know, uh, check out my page and that'll link you to everything that I'm doing. And again, man, I'm just trying to be a positive influence to everyone. Somehow, some way, whatever I can do to continue to support our community, grow with everyone, and hopefully everyone is doing positive things with, with their platforms.
3: Oh, man, get your pencils ready. So listen,
2: one thing Southern University
3: taught me how to do it's hustle brother and that's what i'm doing man uh first of all instagram lano lano 03 l-a-n-o l-a-n-o 03 lano lano 03 that's my main instagram page um created a uh a lip gloss eyeliner uh lip scrub makeup line it's called sassy sugar lips sassysugar.com um you can find us on Instagram at SashySugar underscore lips. Some of the products, real fly. I'm flying. We promote right now, man. We got to do a little promo. Lip scrubs, eyeliners, eyelashes, uh, uh, lip glosses. We got makeup palettes. It's all, it's all real flashy, real classy, man. If you're in LA, holler at me. You want a snowball? I got my own snowball company, man. It's called Snow Business. Ain't no business like Snow Business. I'm all throughout LA. Um, I just dropped the film, be looking for Dirty Cops LA uh on Hulu, Tubi, and Peacock starting in October. We're doing Dirty Cops the series. I'm about to film a film in New Orleans, uh Dope Smack. where I get to play my I'm a fat superhero, bro. I've wanna I've been wanting to be a fat superhero forever, bro. So it's my time and I finally got it. Dope Smack. We're doing a dirty cop series man we writing producing me and jy linking up Kendra and i got something coming up man we just try to grind and get it man if you uh in the cannabis culture uh dopaholics 420 on uh instagram check us out tap in if you want it i got it if i ain't got it i'm gonna get it so get it while it gets good yeah i love
1: hey, listen, i love it and for the audio for the audio radio audience he has the assortment of all of the products for the lipstick line and and, and the whole line right there you got to go to hbc post on youtube to see it we love to see it man we, we love, love to
3: support we all over man. we all over
1: man hey man making it happen man you got you got you got so many businesses you are funding la all right, all right. listen right. right. you the governor. all right you the governor in la now
3: man, <laughs> i'm trying to be man I, I work at homeless services I work for Volunteers of America, man. I'm doing this youth bill where I'm taking 84 kids, and we kind of we revamping the neighborhood, We're building the uh not from scratch, but taking you know abandoned homes and kind of uh just giving them rebuilding the homes, giving them a uh helping to get their GED, their high school diploma, and as well as a jumpstart at the uh construction trade. So that's what I do, nine to five, and then from 501 to whatever I, I'm, I'm hustling.
1: Thank you once again so much for coming on. A lot of great gems dropped, a lot of game. We're going to make sure to tap in and support you. So thank you so for tuning in.
0: Like what you hear? Uh.